Hi guys, it's your girl K Day. Come back out to you one more time. Welcome back to Hear Our Voices podcast. Thank you for coming on this week to the podcast and listening and watching, depending on what platform you actually see this on. So this week, as you know, we're going to be telling somebody's story about their life in um, homelessness in New York City. But before we get into the story, we will get a little bit more into um, housekeeping. Example, Kiko follows on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. I want to say that's it. And TikTok. We're trying a little something, something over there, but you'll definitely see us. As you also know, we have a Spanish-speaking podcast coming out later in the year, but we also need people to interview for that. So if you're a person who has resources for the Spanish community or just resources in general and you can speak Spanish, that would be greatly appreciate you. appreciated to have you on the podcast. Also, if you're a person with lived experience that have, could speak Spanish and English, or if you just could speak Spanish, well, if you know a friend who could speak Spanish, we would love to also have you on the podcast. So... Sit back, relax, and enjoy yourself. So our guest today is called, her name is Ashley, and we'll just get into her story and how she ended up being homeless in New York City. So Ashley, you see me going, I'm looking at her pictures, it's like, you know, like she's really here with me. Okay, guys, so that's what it is. So Ashley, um, thank you for coming on the podcast. I just want to say that. And um, can you tell us a little bit how you end up, like, how do you end up homeless in the first place in New York City? Okay, so I was living with my son. He was actually five years old at the time. Uh, his name is TJ. And I was with my husband. We were living in a small studio apartment in Queens. So what happened was the landlord was planning to increase the rent. for a, He was going to increase about $400 more. So mind you, we're in a small studio and I have no kitchen. So I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Hold on. Stop it right there. You have no kitchen? Yeah. It was just a very small studio, just pretty much a room and a bathroom. Oh, my God. So (laughs) that's time. Yeah. (laughs) That's legal, to be honest. That sounds illegal. For real. I'm not (laughs) going So, you know, at that time, I just wanted to get out of my mother's house. So I just was taking anything. I just wanted to go. Got it. So, you know, we were there for about a year. And then once he told me that he was going to increase the rent, I was just like, okay, well, it doesn't make sense because, you know, I don't have a kitchen that, and I can't afford it. Right. At that time, I was a social worker assistant working full time, and my husband was working at CVS um, part time. So, but it still wasn't enough. Two incomes, it really wasn't enough. So at that time, I told him, you know what? Um, I'm just going to have to cancel my lease. I can't do another year, and I'm going to have to move out. So I had moved back to my mother's house in Brooklyn. So I was there for, um, about six months and then finally I got tired of you know living with family because you know one there wasn't enough space and you know how sometimes living with family to be a lot of drama a lot of chaos yes. <laughs> so you know so after a couple months I was like okay we gotta go I, I can't so after that I said you know what we're just gonna have to go into a family shelter so we actually went in um New Year's Day so this was January New Year's Day 2020 so this is right before COVID was about to start. So they ended up moving us in a family shelter right there in Brooklyn um, on Blake Avenue. So we was there for a couple of months. But then we had to move from there because they were planning to demolish all those um, those shelter buildings right there. I guess they want to build something else. So the city took over. Probably luxury buildings, which is sad. Yeah, exactly. When we really don't need more of those, we need more. <laughs> more shelters but so we were there for a couple months and then the caseworker had came to me and she was like you know um 
do you mind moving to a motel in Queens? At that time, my son was doing school on Zoom, so it was fine. Right. So we ended up moving to Queens at the West Westway Motel right there. Um, what is it? In Astoria, Queens, by the highway. So we ended up being there for about a year. And the caseworkers there, to be honest, didn't really help me. And they just kept telling me, you have to open up a PA case, SNAP benefits case. And I kept telling them, I can't open up a public assistance case because I work. They keep saying that me and my husband's income, we make too much. So they would not open up a case. You know why? The way the shelter gets paid for the rooms is when your case is open. So even if you don't have a case, they want you to go there so they know that you're in a shelter so they could pay the rent for that. Like you don't personally pay, but the city pays the shelter. And trust me, it's, a half, it's probably like 4,000 or more for your room at the shelter, which is crazy. It's, it's a headache. I went there like, I went to the HRA office like five times. I kept telling them like, you know, I just need a case open to stay at the shelter. If right. not, they're going to tell me to move. And the case right said, oh, you know, you might have to pay um, a certain amount, a uh, certain percentage as rent. I was okay with that, you know, because I didn't want to get kicked out. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I was just like, you know, I just don't want to leave. You know, I don't want to get kicked out. I don't have nowhere else to go. So if I have to pay a percentage, it's fine. But after that, they really, they really didn't ask for that. And because of COVID, they were very lenient, I want to say. Like, yeah. they really, yeah, we have curfew, but nobody was really following it. They really wasn't asking us no questions. Um, You know, because curfew was 10 p.m. Everyone had to be inside. Um, But staying there was, it was different because, yes, it was smaller than the room that we had in Brooklyn. And yeah. there, there was no stove. In Brooklyn, we had a stove, so we was able to cook. Mm. So in that little motel, there was only a little one little hot plate. So, you know, I would try to make breakfast on their lunch, you know. But a lot of times I had to probably eat out because, you know, you know, you can't really cook like a whole full, <laughs> you know, whole full meal on a little hot plate. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it was it was different. It was it was a lot. And also, so this was so now COVID started. So March 2020th, COVID started and it was crazy because. You know, a lot of caseworkers did not want to meet with us in person because they didn't know who had it. They swear they want to get sick in five minutes. So, right. so we weren't meeting with our caseworker weekly because we had to meet with the caseworker every week. It was just pretty much over the phone. They will call us if they need documents and we'll just slide it in their mailbox. <laughs> and, you know, like everybody was freaking out. Um, Thank God, me and my family, we didn't catch COVID till about two years later because like wow. my husband, he was like, soon as we came in the house, he, we was Lysol in all the clothes. Yeah. And we only went to the grocery store, do food shopping, and to the laundry mat. That was it. Other than that, we wasn't going nowhere else for months. It was tough. I ain't gonna lie. It was um very stressful, you know what I'm saying? And um, I did get a little depressed um because May 2020, I had a miscarriage. So I was I'm five sorry, months man. pregnant. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Um, so I was five months pregnant and then all of a sudden it just, I was almost there and it didn't happen. Um, so that was traumatizing because now I'm in the shelter. Um, then I was scared to even go to the ER because I'm like, oh my God, they might kick me out. Cause I was going to have to be in the hospital for three days. So, but I did tell my caseworker, you know, what was happening and the security there, you know, they didn't notice, okay, she's in a lot of pain, you know, something's going on. And then, cause I was just scared, like, oh my god, they're gonna probably kick me out, cause I'm not gonna be here for two, three days, cause they were strict on, you know, attendance. You cannot leave. If you left after 48 hours, that was it. 
Yeah. You're not able to come back to get your room. Um, so at that time, I was I was really depressed because, you know, I really wanted the baby. I really wanted that. But, you know, everything happens for a reason, you know, and, you know, God did that for a reason. Right. And then two months later, I got pregnant again. And then I had my daughter. Yes. <laughs> my right. daughter, so my name is serenity so then i had her so you know she was my rainbow baby um so i was there when did i leave so i did about we did about a year and a half then christmas eve 2021 we ended up finding apartment on the housing connect now with the housing connect <laughs> now I've been applying since like 2012. No lie. Okay. Finally, I get an email. I know how you feel. <laughs> it's like, it's a headache. So finally, I get an email. They're like, oh, you got approved. But then they tell me they denied me because of one of my documents. So I appealed it. Right. I said, you know what? I'm going to send my appeal letter because this doesn't sound right. I sent all my documents. I'm very organized. I'm on point. So they messed up. Finally, when I sent the appeal letter, Two weeks later, then they told me I was approved. And I explained to them that, you know, I have emails with the timestamp and the day when I sent all my documents. So if that person lost it, that's on them. That has nothing to do with me. Right. And thank God they approved me right away. And then we moved in Chris, um, New Year's Eve. Yeah, New Year's Ooh. Eve, 2021. Um, and then, so I finally have an apartment. <laughs> um, it's a one bedroom. Um, but to be honest, I just want to get out work, get out my situation, get out the shelter because, you know, it's, you know, it's stressful, you know, and then, you know, there's no stability, you know, because at any That's time right. they can tell you to move to another location because it is or because of that, you know. So at least now, you know, um, I'm able to give my kids, you know, stability now, you know what I'm saying? And now it's like, okay, we have a home. It's probably not big enough, but I think they at least we're not at the shelter. We're not in a box. We're not in a park. You know what I'm saying? You still have a bed. You're still getting a home cooked meal, <laughs> you know, because right. those are just the simple things that we didn't have before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's why I try to, yes, that's why I try to teach my kids. And I tell my son, you have to be grateful for everything you have in life because there's other people, other kids in other countries. They don't have the things that we have. Not you even know? other countries in New York. Like, no, yeah, New definitely. New York too, because. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of people that's that's homeless and in the system. It's it's really bad, and it's sad because they just keep making more jails instead of making more schools and more educational programs. Like yeah. there should be more art therapy programs for the kids. Um, uh, because my son, he's um special needs as well. He has um ADHD. Okay. So that can be you know a little challenging, you know with his behaviors in school and things like that. One thing I can say when we, he was doing the Zoom during COVID, he didn't like it at all. <laughs> he did not like it because, you know, he's not able to see his friends. He's not able to do gym, you know, things right. like that. And it was hard because a lot of, I know it's a lot of kids, they didn't really learn much during COVID those past two and a half years. They didn't. I think it depends on the school you went to, to be honest. Um, I feel, and also the, the age of the kids, I think will also mm -hmm. lead it. I feel like if you are higher in the grade, it's much easier to kind of not get it because there's so much, I would say your parents don't have as much control over you when you're so much older. I think yeah. your parents are kind of on more on top of you. Like my daughter at the time was starting, I don't say kinder, no, kids kindergarten and her school was excellent. Like I could honestly say she learned a lot. She read a lot. Mm -hmm. She was past grade level in reading. She's on par for math. But I think it depends on what kind of school. If it's like, and also yeah. her school started on time and they didn't play. Like they gave 
We got a whole supply. Mm -hmm. We went to the school, got a whole supply box of things that she mm -hmm. would pay on because we don't pay for certain things in our school. Like any books, laptops, any like it's all free. The only thing we pay for is uniform. So I think it depends what kind of school setting you are. And public school yeah. also started later than other schools. Yeah. Is she but in the charter? Time. She is, is she in the charter. Okay. So, the charter schools it, also. are more better, kind of more organized. Like yeah. my son's in public school, and I just feel like after COVID, I feel like a lot of the teachers kind of gave up. I want to say because they're yeah. short staff, they are working yeah. hard. I'm not gonna lie, you know, they don't get paid a lot. But I did notice that there's a lot of teachers that are quitting because of yeah. the students' behaviors, and also I guess because of the money. But I would say like now he gets homework maybe three times a week so it's not like every day so I kind of like make my own wow. homework for him and things like that like so I you know some of the teachers um they say they just don't want the kids to feel overwhelmed because they do work them a lot during the day I don't know about that <laughs> but with me like I just feel like you know he has to have some type of assignment every day just to keep him right. you know his brain stimulated and to understand different things you know because right. his reading is low so that's something that I'm working mm. on now his math, he's great in math, excellent in math, but the reading... Most boys are, yeah, so, tend to be better in math. And I think because of the COVID and learning from online, yeah. it didn't help. It didn't help. And then sometimes, you know, parents didn't want to do homework, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that was one of them. Sometimes it's like, listen, I had a long day. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing this right now, you know? So, you know, it was, it was definitely tough, I want to say. But, you know, thank God, you know, we got through it, you know, and... Right. The best advice I would say is just like what kept me going was my kids. One, number two, I just kept saying like, you know, I don't want to be here no more. I don't want to stay here. I don't, you know, I don't want to be here because I have heard people that was living there for ten years. Yeah, I never heard of that. I'd be I like, what? I even know you could do that. <laughs> like, what they do that at <laughs> New York City? <laughs> I mean, I was, I was like, the time limit that you have to leave. Like, I, I never heard of that. And one of the caseworkers told me that, yeah, there's a lady that's living here for 10 years and she's very comfortable. I'm like, I don't think I, that can't be me. I was like, no, I can't. Right. I, can't I was there for a year and I was going, I was there for the <laughs> one thing that was done. I was like, exactly. I can't be here. <laughs> and then on top of that, the residents, you know, my son, he would want to go play outside and they would let their kids play outside by themselves. Me, I'm not letting my son go yeah, outside. Exactly. Play. So he would get upset because he's like, oh, I want to play with my friend. I'm like, no, we're not doing that. And then we did notice that if one of the kids, you know, they would pick on each other, then the parents want to fight and argue. Like, I'm not, right. I don't got time for none of that drama. Hey. So I was like, no, we're not, we're not going outside. We're too old for that, first and of all, to fight with. Exactly. Like, we have enough going on. I don't need to catch a case. I don't need extra right. in my life. No, like, and then sometimes the residents will argue with the security because their Amazon packages would disappear. And not I guess sometimes, time. yeah, sometimes the security, I guess, will take it or they will misplace it. I don't know, but at night, you would hear residents arguing and fighting with the security later at night. Oh, my gosh. That was, like, an everyday thing. Like, people were just mad. And it's, like, me, I would have my package sent somewhere else to my mom's house, somebody else's house, because I didn't want to deal with that drama either. But, you know, um, the good thing is that, you know, once we moved out, you know, thank God we had our place. And also, uh, me and my husband, we started um, a photo booth business. Oh yes, it's called um so we're called um you can follow us on Instagram. It's called gold like the color dot order o r d e r 360 photo booth. Um so we oh, that's what I thought that. it was gonna be the one we're going in a circle, right? You go yes, yes, yes. I love it. So, I love it. Yes, yes. And you know, you can have the props or all all occasions. We do all yeah. events, we do New York and New Jersey. 
Um, so we're about to make a year with that with our business company. Um, July will make a year. We've been definitely we can link you in this video and we can also put it on Instagram for you. Yeah, yes, definitely. please, because we definitely want to get more clients. Um, uh, we do have one event coming up in May. I would like to have at least like you know, six events this summer. Um, we already had about two. So, you know, little by little, you know, we're getting there, you know, it's just getting our name out there, you know, working on the yeah. website, things like that. Um, so that's what I'm saying, like, you know. Yeah, you know, I came from the gut. I didn't have nothing <laughs> three yeah. years ago. But, you know, you just, you got to have a plan. You have to have a vision. You can't give up. You know, you know you're know, you allowed to cry. You're allowed right. to scream. But you're not allowed to give up. You got to exactly. get back up That's no matter what. True. You know, you got to find, like, you know, someone that, that motivation. You got to find something that motivates you, whether it's your kids, um, your your dreams, a vision that you see. You got to find something to motivate yourself, to keep yourself going. Because if not you will stay trapped in this dark cave and just not want to go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's, True. you know, life isn't easy. You know, it really isn't, you know, but you got to just try your best. Don't give up and go through the challenges and be ready, you know? And also I want to say. Guys, thank you for coming this far in the podcast. It's kind of juicy. You feel me? It's very juicy information coming up. So please go check out her Instagram page and support her. She's a fellow well, homeless person, well, ex-homeless person, I could say, and she has a story as you're hearing right now, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Also, can you please share us on social media? Come and be a part of our family on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. We would love to have you over there. Thank you, and see you next time. Bye.